Hello and welcome back to the Borough Breakdown Opposition Preview Show with me, Tom, and my guest for the evening, Barry from the Progress with Unity podcast. Barry, welcome to the show and thanks for joining me tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I always uh, love talking to the Borough guys and gals, so yeah. I mean, just to start off, uh, I think the main talking point around Wigan so far is the recent change of manager with Colo uh, 2 Ray coming in. Um, I mean, just to start off with, how was that appointment received by uh, the Wigan fan base? Yeah, it was a bit of a shock, really, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I think it, they were sort of split on Liam Richardson. I, mean, I think 90% of people wanted him to stay because of what he'd done for us. You know, we've been with us through administration, etc., but we've been on this horrendous run uh, of losing games. Uh, I, I personally would have given him the job for life, but I understood why people thought a change was necessary. Um, but the man who owns the club, he was the one who makes the decisions and he thought a change was necessary. So obviously, Richardson uh, got got uh, got the sack, which was very sad. So we had all these different uh, managers, including Chris Wilder, Linked, uh, I think Chris Wilder was interviewed. Um, All right. Um, yeah, uh, Rob Edwards was linked strongly. Uh, Neil Critchley, uh, who lives lives ten minutes away in Charlie, you know, so he, he was linked. Um, and I think I know I know he was interviewed. And uh, Yaya Toure was mentioned, not Colo Toure, and and immediately Yaya Toure distanced himself from the job. He said he didn't want it. He's not ready for it. Stevie Gerrard was also, I mean, thank goodness we didn't appoint him, to be honest with you, but he, he was up there uh, in the betting. And then um, suddenly, uh, at the, the 11th hour, Colo Turi, I think it was the last day of interviews when Colo Turi was actually interviewed, and there hadn't even been a whisper that, that he was, you know, going to be going to be there. Um, and it came out that he was the strongest by far, uh, and people were... Like, Colo Toure, where's this come from? You know, it was one of those. But I think when you look into it a little bit deeper, um, obviously he's, he's played at the top level. We know he's Arsenal, City, Liverpool, and then he spent time time up at Celtic and Ivory Coast, 125 caps for Ivory Coast. But his coaching career as well, he's worked with Brendan Rodgers, worked with him at Celtic, and he's worked with him for, for uh, at Leicester for quite a number of years as well. And... Um, so it, I'm not saying it made sense, but you started to think a little bit. Well, I can see why you know we're we're, we're looking at him. But I, I'd have thought personally uh, that might have been a, like a summer appointment, not when you're in the bottom three of the championship, been on a losing streak like we had, uh, and and come back come by a a win. Uh, you'd want some sort of dog, wouldn't you, to to get you out of that trouble if you was changing your manager. You'd want a dog to come in and keep you up, so it was a bit strange, really, uh, from that point of view. And I think a lot of lot, lot of supporters felt the same. But uh, he's he said all the right stuff. He's, he's he's promised all the right things. He's brought a couple of coaches in with him. Who I'll be honest with you, I'd never heard of uh, Kevin Betsy, who who worked through um, England youth levels, fifteens, under sixteens, under seventeens. He also worked at Arsenal under 23s and they played against us in, in the Papa John's last year and we beat them. So I interviewed him recently and I reminded him of that one. Uh, and also he was manager of Crawley for a very short period and he ended up second them to the bottom of, of uh, League Two. So, and he got the boot there. But 
he, he, I think he's more of a coach than a manager, and he's got a great reputation. When you read up on him, he's got a fantastic reputation. Uh, and then um, Hash Johal, who's a Sikh, um, and he's the uh, um, it's like a brand groundbreaking appointment this uh he's come along he's come from leicester with Colo Toure. he was working at leicester uh he's only 27 he's not been a professional footballer um but again he's one of those that's got this massive reputation of being like a a modern coach with with all these new initiatives and these ideas and to be honest with you we've played two games uh, we played away at millwall and we played sheffield united on monday night which we lost but suddenly you can see you can see the difference that they are making, you know, what we're trying to do. So um it was a very it it was quite a, a surprise. Um and I still can't get my head around it, you know, how it came about. But um I think everybody's optimistic, you know, after just two games, but everybody's optimistic now. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there, like, um, you know, the situation you guys were in, uh, you'd, you'd want that kind of, like, dogged manager to, to get you out of it. I feel like we were in a very similar situation as well, where you look at where Chris Wilder had us, and then we've got Michael Carrick coming in, and it was kind of like, right, but it's his first job in management, like, and then he's came in and, and you know, absolutely hit the ground running, um, which it, it seems like you guys might have a, a similar thing with uh, with Colo Toure. Uh, but you mentioned there the, the two games and everyone's really been optimistic. I mean, can I expand on that a little bit? Like, thought so far, and has there been a, a, you know, a change in style or formation or anything that he's brought in with them? Yeah, well, I'm saying two games are optimistic. We got one point eight to six from those two <laughs> games. But bearing in mind, I mean, you have to take it into context, don't you? We was away at Millwall, who's got a fabulous home record, and then Sheffield United, who's got a fantastic away record and, and chasing chasing automatic promotion. So, uh, and we was one apiece down at Millwall, and we lost two one against uh, Sheffield United. And, and to be honest with you, I think we could have got a draw to that game, or probably deserve to get get a draw to that game. Um, the changes, well, we, it's, we've changed slightly the formation. We've gone back to to uh, the way we, we played last season in, in League One, which was like a 4 2 3 1. Um, but it were we, under Liam Richardson, we was very slow. If you, if you picture England in the World Cup, how they was knocking the ball across the back four, that's that's how we were playing. We were inviting teams onto us. And I think when you came to the DW, that was typical of, of, of how we've been playing and it give you that opportunity just to get at us, didn't it? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and you absolutely destroyed us um, because, you know, we, we, we were so flat. And that's how we've been. We've been a bit flat. It's as though we're more concerned we're not losing games than trying to win them. But you end up losing games by being, being so negative at times, don't you? But the difference, I mean, against Millwall, we had a chance after 30 seconds, we broke, we counter-attacked, and, and everybody's like, we never do this. And then again, against Sheffield United, 90 seconds into the game, we've had another break, a counter-attack, and, and again, we've had an effort at goal, and, uh, you know, we should have hit the target, but we didn't, and that, that could have gone in. So the big change for me, the big difference is that um, we're playing the ball about a little bit sharper, and we're trying to get quicker from from our defensive lines into the into the attacking third that is a big difference and it, it and it's played on the floor as well yeah under under Liam Richardson it was like it was the diagonal ball 
into the corners with people chasing it or looking for either Charlie White or Josh McGuinness to, to hold it up. Neither of those two have started since Cold War II race come in. Nathan Broadhead started, who's a small, diminutive, but quick strike and playing on the shoulders of, of, of defenders. So we're, we're playing that style of football. Plus he, he drops and Lange, uh, you know, moves in or, or James McLean comes in from the side or Will Keane, who's playing as a number 10. He'll, you know, uh, Broadhead will drop it, and then Keane will try try and, and bust through. So it is, it is a little bit different. And we're, we're mixing it up a little bit now. From that's just like don't lose the game of football type of football. You know what I mean? It yeah. was, uh, it, it was both. I think we were quite lucky early in the season because we were pick, we picked a few points up, perhaps that we didn't deserve. We won away at Luton, and we hadn't been in in the game for the six. For 65 minutes, they could have been two or three up, but we ended up winning 2 1. We was away at Birmingham uh, and they was all over us, and we scored with 10 minutes to go and made it 1 0. You know, so so games like that, we we, we defended doggedly and we picked, we picked results up. But I think sometimes when you're out of possession all, all through games and you're, you're conceding like 15, 20 attempts at your own goal, just having three or four yourself. Eventually, your luck will run out, and you'll and you'll find yourself like we did, you know, in the bottom three. So, yeah, um, it has changed. It has changed, and I think every, even I mean, I was Liam Richardson's biggest fan, and even I say it's changed for the better. So, I'm I'm really excited about it. I just wish it's it's just the wrong time of the year for me. I don't <laughs> think changing your manager in November and December ever, ever seems to work, does it? I mean, you know, we've been here before, it's happened before, and, and we've still ended up getting relegated. So that's the only thing that I'm looking at. Might be a bit of a, a change this time with the World Cup break. It hasn't exactly been the uh, mm. the average season, has it? But um, no, I mean, I, I was watching Wigan uh, versus Sheffield United on, on Monday, and I won't pretend to have, you know, watched Wigan a lot this season or anything like that. I think I've seen, you know, that game and, and the one where we played you. But I did notice a big difference. And it was like you were saying there, you were playing it across the floor and playing good football um, and probably should have had a goal towards the end. It was a cracking save by the Sheffield United defender on the line. But uh... <laughs> no, Yeah, it was a great save, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought you guys played well. Um, but... Second half, Tom. We played well second half. I think first half we struggled a little bit because one thing that when Roberto Martinez came in, all those years ago in 2010, and he had us playing. He, he had Titus. He tried to turn Titus uh, Bramble into, into a Rudy Kroll from Holland. You know the total football, the centre half, and it was never going to happen. And I think it's a little bit like that, uh, really. Uh, Toure wants us to play out, and have we got the defenders to to do it? I'm not 100 percent sure who we have. It's going to do be a think- big. Do you yes. think he'll he'll be backed in in January to try and bring some of those players in? Yes, hundred uh, percent. We'll need to. I I I spoke with uh, our chief executive last week. Uh, with with those a uh, um, uh, a members night in in the supporters club, and I was interviewing him, and I asked him about is there going to be funds available in January? And he said during the interview process, every manager asked that question every manager, and he told them, yes, there is. And he said they've already already had the meeting and they've already started to discuss what players they need and where they're going to get them from. So it, the wheels are in motion. So, that, so that's a good thing. But 
I always feel in January is a bad time to buy a player, but it's a good yeah. time to a good time to loan one. So we might be looking, you know, to bring to use the loan market. And if you if you think Yaya Toure is the under twenty three manager at Tottenham, it's his brother. You know what I mean? So there's a few lads. I mean, one of our, our lads in administration uh, that Tottenham got him off as Alfie Devani's name. He was only fifteen, and he was playing for England under eighteens at the time. Absolutely tremendous player, midfielder. And Tottenham have said they want him to go out on loan to a championship club in January. Now, for me, I don't think it's it's a non-brainer. It's it's from it's from Warrington, which is ten miles away. Uh, it's it's come through our academy. Yeah, yeah, Tourer's brothers our manager, Colo Tourer, you know. So I'll, I'll be very surprised if he didn't turn up. Uh, and we've also heard that Joffrey Gellart at Leeds is available for for a loan as well. Another one of our former players, you know, come through the ranks. So uh, that's the sort of thing I'd like to see happen, bringing in some loan players rather than, uh, you know, buying players. It's just a bad time to buy players, January. Yeah, it's expensive time, isn't it? Um, mm. Obviously, you guys at the moment find yourself 23rd in the league. Um, other than possibly, you know, reinforcements in January, what do you think Toure has to do to turn it around? Uh, well, to be honest with you, just keep playing like we've played in the last two games. I mean, they've been really difficult. Could you have asked for, you know, an harder game than Millwall away as your first one? Perhaps Burnley away, that and that would have been it. Uh, and Sheffield United, the form they're in at the moment and the way they've, they've been playing away from home, um, another really tough game. So I think it's more the likes of when we were playing Rotherham and playing, we've got Old City coming up over... New Year, we've got Sunderland at home as well. They're the games that we need to 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 win. Under, I mean, it was nice going to win against Sheffield United, but it would be brilliant. Nice going up to the Riverside and nicking three points. That would be fantastic. Uh, but you know, we've got to be real realistic where we are. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I am, I, I think I, the, s- s- there was such a big change in the way that that we played and. The other thing was that the players in the squad performed a lot better as though this new system was suiting them. Like Callum Wang, man of the match in the last two games. He's, he's been quiet for for probably four, five, six games before that, you know, when he's played. But he, he was outstanding. He was outstanding uh, on, on uh, Monday night and he was outstanding down at the den. And he gave his fullbacks absolute hell and both fullbacks had, ended up getting boots playing against him, you know. So... Uh, it suits him. Uh, it suits him. My 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 concern for us is our fullbacks, who, um, well, they both got taken off on on Monday night. So I think that tells you the situation with our fullbacks. So I think we're looking. We'll, we'll be looking to strengthen in those areas. Well, it definitely sounds like it's going to be uh, an interesting game to watch on uh, on Boxing uh, Boxing Day. It seems like two very. Um, uh, don't know teams who are reacting the same way uh, to to a new manager uh, going up ahead against each other and uh, playing in a, a, a very similar way. It sounds like, um, but you know, ahead of that game, who are looking like the the main threats from the the Wigan side? Um, and also, is there anyone from Bury uh, not looking forward to coming up against? Well, um, from us, I mean, I've mentioned Callum Wang. He's in really good form at the moment. Nathan Broadhead is. Uh... You know, he's, he's always likely to, to bag a goal. Uh, Will Keane, top goal scorer with eight goals. Um, he's probably missed as many as he scored as well, you know. So he's, but he's, he's just really, really, really good. He's, he's good on quick feet, good on the floor. 
Um, so so they'd be the guys. If I was uh, Michael Carrick, I'd be looking to you know to uh, try and nullify Keane and Lang for, for, for sure, um, and, and Broadhead as well. <clears throat> From your point of view, um, Akpom, I mean, I've always, I've always liked him. He, he was good at Arsenal, you know, as a, as a youngster coming through. Um, he's, he's been having, he's had a tremendous run of form at, at the moment. Uh, and I mentioned this to Johnny, and he, he laughed at me when I. Well, he didn't laugh as such, but he, he said that he, he uh, if we wanted him, we could have him. But what more? Now, the reason I pick him out is because of his pace. I mean, that's one thing that we we do like. We, do, we like genuine pace, and and it does frighten us. Now, the the good thing about playing Borough away is the emphasis is on you to come at us. So it's not the ball over the top. We want more flying round the back and, and, and creating chances. So, but definitely what more, but Akpom as well, most definitely. They're the two for me. And also, Jones, you're, is he your right wing back into score the oh, well, he's, he's right right winger now. Uh, yeah, changing, changing formation, Tommy Smith's gone right back and Jones playing further up the pitch. Well, well, that, that's frightening me now. Because <laughs> I thought <laughs> he was superb down at the DW fire that night. He was absolutely superb and he really impressed me. So he, he's uh, so he's playing right wing, right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, <coughs> how would you uh, see the game going on on Boxing Day? Well, we're very good away from home. If you if you look at the farm away farm table, we're still we're still about sixth in the away farm table, even though we're next to the bottom of the championship. So I think that tells you how bad our, our home farm is. But our away farm is quite good, and. Uh, you know, we've only won two games at home. We've won quite a few away. Um, so we'll be very difficult uh, op- opposition for you. Um, will we win? I don't know. I, it's, you've hit a, a great vein of form. I know you come and stuck at Burnley, but Burnley is something else. There's a Premier League club in all but, all but name. Um, do you know what? I'll, Edna tells me the same scoreline. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go for one apiece. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I mean, I, I thought, like I said, I thought he's played well uh, on, on Monday and that, that could have been a lot closer than, uh, you know, it, it ended up being and could have definitely got anything from, from Sheffield United. From my side, my prediction, I don't remember the last time I went to a game on Boxing Day that we didn't win. Um <laughs> We tend to do well on that day, so I think for me, I'm probably going to go one nil. But I'm saying it's it's going to be quite a close game and probably quite nerve wracking towards the end. I reckon. I hope so, Tom. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, we're we're going to lose, but I hope it's nerve wracking for yourselves. As long, as long as it's entertaining, that's all that matters, isn't it? Because the games are coming thick and fast, and and whatever happens, we've got we'll have another twenty two games to. Uh, to do something about it, you know. So, um, but uh, I mean, I've got to say, uh, when we played you down at the Diesel B Stadium, uh, really impressed. I was really impressed with Middlesbrough that night, uh, especially the, your second half display was something else. And it was no surprise to see you shooting up the table. So, yeah. Um, but your own form isn't absolutely blistering, is it? So, I think. No, not particularly. Yeah. Um, you've, got, you've got five draws. So I think I'm hoping that we're going to make it draw number six. Well, it did take Carrick a couple of attempts to get his first home win. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, you mentioned there the uh, the game at DW. Um, 
that was Leo's last game in charge uh, before Carrick took over. So it's going to be two completely new managers on Boxing Day going head-to-head. Um, but that was it from uh, from me today. So, Barry, thanks very much for, for joining us. Yep, thank you very much and uh, wish you all the best for, for the new year. You too. Um, if Borough fans want to check out your podcast, do you have a Twitter link or uh, do you want to give, give that a quick plug? Yeah, it's at PWU Podcast. That's it. Progress with Unity, PWU. Uh, and our preview of the Borough game featuring Johnny will be out from around 10 pm tonight. Hopefully, it's going to be a little bit festive. I've already started on the Baileys. <laughs> so, so I think it will be, uh, you know, well tuned in. And uh, I've pre recorded with Johnny, and Johnny's done an absolutely fantastic interview. So, uh, good fun. It should be interesting. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining me. I'll uh, I'll let you get to your Baileys and I'm going to go pour one out myself. This was the <laughs> Borough Breakdown Opposition Preview Show. Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas.